The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC and CUA insured. No Baker Credit Union guarantee may lose value. Welcome back to What Is Your Money Really For podcast. My name is Cody Braun and I am here with Tyler again today. And we are excited to be talking to you. Thank you so much for all of you who are joining us again. And welcome to all of you who are new for the first time. Tyler, what are we going to be talking about today? I believe we're talking about saving versus spending, the ultimate dilemma. Yes, saving versus spending. We, we experience this a lot when we sit down and we talk with clients as we tend to marry our opposites. Uh, opposites attract. Opposites right? We learned that in science class. Now we're talking about money. That's exactly right. So we want to talk about what is this, this dilemma that many of us are faced with when you may have a spouse, a girlfriend, whatever it may be, of somebody who is a spender and somebody who wants to be a really good saver. And there's a happy balance and how you can accomplish both of those, which we're going to go over here today. So let's dive into this. So Todd, you got a story that you can share with us regarding an experience you may have had with a client where this may have caused some rocky turmoil in an experience you may have had. Yeah. If you think about it, the number one, you know, cause of divorce out there is typically finances, right? Money is a uh, route that really can cause some stress. And especially if you feel like you're on different wavelengths than somebody that you spend as much time with as your spouse or significant other, it can really, really create um, that animosity that you don't want. So looking at saving versus spending, I mean, I'll tell you a couple extreme stories where, you know, one client we had that was truly a, a spender, right? And this is an extreme side of it, but she would come in and we would sit down and go through it. And she, she had a habit of getting and accruing a lot of credit card debt. So the very first time I sat down with her, she had tens of thousands of dollars uh, in credit card not debt. Not good. No, absolutely not. And the interest that she was getting charged was more than the amount she was actually paying per month. And it was still growing, right? She just kept adding to it, adding to it. And at the end of the day, when we looked at it, I, I said, what are you buying with this? You spent all this money. What do you really have? And she couldn't tell me one thing, right? It was just she was just spending, there was some disconnect there where, you know, I don't know if she just had a habit or if she was trying to fill a void or a need in her life. Uh, but really we ended up cutting up the credit cards during that meeting. There were tears shed, all those other details, but, but ultimately she really just needed some help with understanding what she was doing. Right. And that's an extreme case of spending that we would see. Um, there's also extreme cases of saving. Right. So if you look at it, I've had clients where they save and save and save and even into retirement, you know, you can't take it with you. Right. So you're, you, you, know, you always hear about the people putting it under their mattress, right? Well, at the end of the day, right, you, there comes a point where what are you saving for? And that's what you need to detail, right? You need to detail what is my goal with this? I'm saving this money for what? Right. So, you know, everybody thinks of Ebenezer Scrooge, who just was an angry person that pinched all his pennies and saved, saved, saved. But what is your ultimate goal with that money? And, and this person really saved at the expense of missing out on a lot of his family events, right? His family would go and do things without him because he would not want to spend the money or wanted to save or just wanted to stay back because it was too expensive. And he saved and saved and saved. And he had a dramatic event happen where a family member actually passed. And he viewed all of that money as truly blood money because he missed out on all those experiences with his loved ones. So mm -hmm. that's an extreme case of the saving. Most people, though, 
are somewhere in the middle of both of those, right? So, you know, that's an extreme case of the spending that we detailed. Most people aren't that extreme. And the, the saving, most people aren't to the extreme that I just described with that saver. Yeah, I, I think I think a good rule of thumb, right? It's if you spend more money than what you have, you're going to put yourself in a bad situation or yeah. in debt, so that- right? And you probably could be considered a spender. If you save a lot of money and you have a lot of money left over, kudos to you. But at the same time, is it preventing you or holding you back to really live the life that you can and are desiring to do? And let's talk about this this happy medium because, like I said, when we have clients come in here and we see one as a spender, one as a saver, it actually causes a lot of conflict. And those meetings can be pretty tense because one of them feels like, hey, you won't let me do anything. And the other one's like... You don't do anything. Exactly. So exactly. really, how do you how do you help uh, a couple wade through that, Tyler? When you're sitting down and, and have a situation like that, what are what's going through your head? What are the questions that you're asking to try to help get them on the same page that someone listening here today could take this back and start a conversation with the spender or the saver, whatever their spouse may be, to really start to dig into this conversation? Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's It's starting that conversation. You're having a platform for open dialogue where most people have never talked about it, right? So if you're having a dispute with a significant other and it's about money, the last thing you want to do is talk about money because it leads to a dispute. So A, you're in an open platform where you can have that conversation, but B, it's getting to the bottom of where a lot of this comes from. And a lot of times, especially with marriage, it's habits that we've picked up through our childhood or through tendencies or habits that we've had before. And how you feel about something might be different than how your loved one feels about, about something. So, um, you know, that's where the habits are created is typically at a young age. If you saw your parents saving or you didn't have a lot and they had to work really hard to pinch those pennies, that's typically what we see that person do. And vice versa, if we saw a person where their parents had, let's say, ample income or they were big spenders, we typically see them lead more towards the spending side. So it's a lot of the habits that you were ingrained with, but a lot of it's just not understanding what the other one is. So I had a couple come in, a husband and a wife. They were having a budgeting issue, right? Where she was an extreme saver. She wanted to save everything because she was saving for retirement. That was her goal. She wanted to work really hard now. She wanted to retire at 60. That was a goal that she had. And she had animosity against her spouse because her spouse did not understand her goal. So she would save and every month he would go into savings and spend. And it wasn't that he was going out and buying big things, but he would enough little things add up to really hit that number that you're trying to hit as a goal. So they had never had an open conversation, but she had animosity against them because she's saying, I'm saving every single month. You're not saving anything. You're actually hurting or going against the plan that we have. And that's the term that she had, the plan that we have. And he said during the meeting, what plan? He never even knew that there was a plan out there that they had conceptually put together. So what we see to find that happy medium start the dialogue, find where there's a disconnect, and then find the common ground between the two. Because what you're doing is rather than having two separate plans of attack, you now have one plan of attack that both of you are working towards, and you know the ground rules, meaning that, okay, we're putting X amount away into savings or towards retirement. We're not touching that amount 
But anything above that is where that gray area or that, you know, guilt-free type of money can come in for some of the spending because you do have to live your life, right? You don't want to save every dollar that you have. Right. Yeah, you really hit it on the head there. I think some sometimes you need a professional to step in to really help you get on common ground because that money is such a, a sore topic can be it leads to a lot of uh, fights or yeah. or uh, not so pleasant conversations, you could say. So a professional like yourself can really help somebody get on common ground. I know an exercise that we do here at the Chernell Financial Group, we call it the life enjoyment success factor. And what this exercise is a powerful exercise. We actually have some people leave that meeting saying this meeting was transformational in our marriage and in our life. Because what it does is it gets you to really think about exactly what this podcast is called is what is your money really for? Yeah. Yeah. It's because just because you're putting money aside and saving it, right, is important. You got to put away for that college. You got to put away for that emergency fund. You got to put away for their retirement. But sometimes you can feel like handcuffed because you're like, well, crap, I don't have anything to live the life that I want. But yeah. the reality is, is you need to start to visualize and picture what are you going to do when you do retire? And so few people fail to have that conversations with their spouses or even with themselves to sit down and really think about that. And then when the time comes and they retire, they're like, well, now what? Right. And that's, we've been having those conversations in these podcasts as well. So that life enjoyment success factor is a transformational. If you wanted to sit down at home and just really start to think about, okay, I'm putting this money aside for future purposes what do I want to do with it when that time comes? And it's going to get you excited, keep you motivated to really start to say, give you a purpose to that money of, yes, this is why I need to stay the course uh, to, to put that money aside. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely correct with everything that you just detailed. And really, it's detailing, like you said, the why behind it. You know, people are creatures of emotion, right? We tend to follow the emotions that we feel. If you're tying a goal to something and there's emotion tied to it, right, you're more apt to follow that plan and to do it. So it's just detailing that why that can link to that emotion, right? If I, I'm 100% certain I want to pay for college for my kids, that's an emotion that you're tied to. You love your kids, you're going to work really hard to hit that goal. Or I want to retire by 60 because of this, this, and this, and this is what I want to do. There's an emotion and a strong emotion tied to that that your spouse can now jump on board with you because they feel your passion behind it. And now you're working together instead of separately. I love it. So, Tyler, the dying question that we're all we're all waiting to hear is, are you a spender or are you a <laughs> saver, right? Because at the end of the day, that's really what we want to know. I think I have an inkling of what it is, yep. but well, what would you say you are? No, I'm a saver. I'm a, I'm a hardcore saver, almost too much. So I have to constantly remind myself. My wife does a great job of helping me stay grounded with that, of reminding myself that you also need to live a little, plan for the present, um, make sure that you have memory money where you're able to, um, you know, create those memories for your loved ones, for your family and so forth. But no, I'm the type of person where I like to save, save, save as much as I can. You're a saver. Okay. Yes, yes sir. Yes. Well, congratulations on saving. So, uh, <laughs> right. That's not right nor wrong. Uh, there's got to be a balance to do both of that. But thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your insight today. It's going to be a wrap here today on our conversation around spending and saving. We hope that you found this valuable. And if you did, or if you know somebody who could uh, utilize or benefit from this podcast, we greatly appreciate it if you share them. You can also go out there and rank us. We would greatly appreciate that and let us know how we are doing. We want to continue to provide you valuable content in short uh, amount of time so that you can listen to this and continue to grow. Thank you again for all of you joining us. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you all next time on our podcast of what is your money really for? 
The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC and CUA insured. No bank or credit union guarantee may lose value.